Attention, show, announcement. Huh? What happened to the Boombox Daddy? Yeah, what happened to the Boombox Daddy? We want answers. Oh my god, the coffin's gonna go! Allow me to remedy the situation. It's Char Char, y'all. Okay, so a lot of complaining, being like, yo, Charlie, where's the show gone? I'm right here, baby. I just got back from New York. I'm in Michigan, so we're going right back at it. Full speed ahead. Expect the show every week or two. You'll figure it out sooner or later. I ain't telling nobody no more. Let's get it. Okay, I'm back from New York City and time to get back on the podcast. Or this isn't even a podcast. This is Boombox Diddy. Boombox it's a form of bootleg Diddy. radio variety of all the things I like in life that aren't on one platform. So you can get it all here. From your favorite hoes to the most thrilling killers and the best bands of your town. All catered to please women. Charlie. Uh, just found out the podcast is for women. Shout out to the women. That's right, you heard correctly. This show is for women and women only. If you're listening to this, you're a bitch. This, then? This, this is not a podcast. This is liable. Slander. Defamation of character. This, this is not a podcast. In the ordinary sense of the word. No. This is a prolonged insult. A gob of spit. In, in the, the face, face of, of art, art, a kick in the pants to God, man, man destiny, destiny, time, beauty, love, love what you will. you will. I am going to sing for you. A little off-key, perhaps, but I will sing. I will sing while you croak. I will we'll dance over your dirty, dirty corpse. To sing, you must first open your mouth. You, you must, must have, have a, pair a pair of lungs. lungs. And a little knowledge of music. It is not necessary to have an accordion or a guitar. The essential thing is to want to sing. This, then, is a song. I am I am singing. It is to you, Charlie, that I am singing. I wish that I could sing better, more melodiously. But then perhaps you would never have considered to listen to me. You have heard the others sing and they have left you cold. They sing too beautifully, or not beautifully, enough. You've got COVID. You've got COVID. Te digo a mi amor, nada maldito pa tu corazón. Esta rosita me saqué del jardín.
Cody's back, that means I'm back. I'm back on the loose. Now, I'm still getting in trouble again for using the word retard. But everybody, if a penguin pisses on a man in a wheelchair, that penguin is retarded. And for you to not join in me is offensive. Now, my million dollar theory is that people who are offended by these things, like don't get me wrong, there's people who use it maliciously and they'll use retard, the word retard or other vocabulary in order to put down a group of people. But you can't mix up everybody who uses a word for that. Because a word is a word, it has a definition, like retardando, you know? Are you gonna stop using that? No, it has a definition, you gotta just use it right. If I, call, if I say you're thinking it's kind of retardando right now, that is just as rude. But the whole, my theory is that people who are extra sensitive about it are uncomfortable with the reality of the situation. If you're so offended that someone can't use the word retard in a normal sense of uh, use of the word, my theory is that person is uncomfortable around people with mental retardation. Man, you like retard? And so they're just projecting their uncomfortableness on you saying, hey, don't discriminate against them. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm just saying you're acting like one. Same thing with, we can't say homo anymore. Well, I personally don't like sucking dick. And I find that rude if someone says, I like to suck dick. It's not that sucking dick innately is a wrong thing to do. I mean, it's a serving thing. You're serving someone else. And really the true offense, offense is, you're saying I'm something I'm not. That is an insult in any situation. If you ever claim someone's something they're not, that's an insult. So calling a straight man gay is as offensive as calling a gay man straight. You get it? But we can't even use that anymore because everyone's so sensitive. Nobody's comfortable with their own sexuality anymore. So you know what? I found out, I took a paleoanthropology course that one of our predecessors of Homo sapien is Homo erectus. Who thought that all the Homo erectus that still survived would all be listening to my show? Because that's all you guys are. You're primitive, you're ancestral, you're uh, at least back then when they used to fuck anything that had a hole, they were proud about it. They didn't even care if it was gay because it was just an act of dominance. But you guys, you guys are a bunch of pansy homo erectus. You've got COVID. You've got COVID. People miss a show, they miss lightheartedness. Isn't that right? Yeah, but you've got this great intro and the fucking, like, COVID times or whatever. <laughs> so it starts out, like, feeling really, like, kind of comforting because it's, like, entertaining and lighthearted on this, like, really fucking dark shit. Now we're about to get a lot of COVID, so it's going to be good. Cause I mean, we kinda it's had a really bad right now. Yeah, it's a, I'm going to bring the COVID times are coming back, trust. <laughs> like, we thought it was bad in April, and it's fucking, like, four times worse and we're just going about business as usual like what the fuck is going on cool that means because i stopped doing covid times because like covid times disappeared for a minute so it's good to know it's back yay (laughs) (laughs) so have something to look forward to well guys i'm working a lot other people said that for me to do it, I need to be consistent, even if the show quality's not there. So this is officially a new season. Y'all can uh, expect one to be out every week or two, still to sign that out, but it's going to be consistent. I'm going to stop advertising it or reminding people it's up. You're just going to have to look. I don't know if you can subscribe, but I'm working a lot. I'm working 50 hours, plus I'm learning the violin, the fiddle, and like playing drums and shit, and playing guitar and other shit in my life. So I need some coke. Anybody who's got some cocaine or blow, well, it's the same thing. Just send it to me so I can keep making shows. I'm checking it. Not going to lie. I've checked it a couple of times. Do you get upset when there's not a new episode? It's a little disappointing. It's the COVID times. During COVID times, there's a serious lack of karaoke. Oh, my God. Chuck, don't we miss karaoke? And now, 2020... It's a holiday Christmas season. This is actually my first year contributing to the Christmas season. And now already in this day, I can tell you Christmas is the worst fucking holiday of all time. I'm always a big fan of Thanksgiving. I even like Fourth of July. Halloween's next on the list. But Christmas, 
Christmas is nothing. Christmas is trash. Do you all know that Jesus most likely was not born in Christmas? He was born most likely when they looked at the, with the census and everything, or I don't know how the scholars do it, but remember the whole original story, Jesus went to Bethlehem because they had to take a census. That shit was not in the winter. <laughs> when they took the census, they did not meet at the end of December. No, that was most likely in the fall, second up spring, and then either summer or winter. So it's already off to a bad, incoherent start. Next on the list, it's a season about giving to other people. But still somehow in the American tradition, we can make it about ourselves. We're saying, hey, here, look, mister, this is what I think you need. But the guy doesn't need it. The guy doesn't even want it. Why are you giving it to him? Just give him the money and let him go buy what he wants. You know, scrap that. Why do we even need to give money? Why don't we all just make this a season where we go out and shop for ourselves? A moment and a chance to splurge on what we want selfishly. Because that's what America is all about. It's about being selfish. It's about the independent. It's not about the community. It's about the individual. It's hard doing that around Christmas. How can I be American and shop for Christmas? You can't do it. My gripe with Christmas is that you go out shopping for other people, so you're in stores you're unfamiliar with, learning about shit you have no interest in, and you don't have time to be interested in it. You have to get a shopping list from the other person. And so now you're just shopping for someone who could easily go and enjoy the shopping by themselves and pick out exactly the right thing they want or need. That doesn't happen on Christmas. Instead, on Christmas, you shop for someone else. You go in a store you hate, you have no sense of direction in, and because it's Christmas, there's only seasonal workers, which means that the employees are, there's just too much attention, too much pressure. They can't withstand all the customers. Or B, they brought in some temporary workers to work the holiday, and they can't help you because they don't normally work there. And so, you can't get the help you need because this is one day of the year you go to a shop and you don't go to for someone else and nobody can even help you. Where at least if it was a store that I wanted to buy shit in, I would enjoy the adventure. So it's without a doubt the time of the year that people most often kill themselves. I used to think it was due to seasonal depression, it was a winter, not as much sunlight, whatever those endorphins are called, and people were most likely feel that seasonal depression and whack themselves off. But it didn't occur to me until going out Christmas shopping today that the reason why everybody was whacking themselves off was because they were Christmas shopping and they couldn't buy what they want and everybody was giving them shit that they don't want. While they're wasting their time at a store that they can't handle and working overtime hours for a commercial season that nobody wants to be a part of. And for all these whack jobs who suddenly care about suicide, be like, hey man, you can't talk about shooting yourself like that. Hell no. It's, dude, you guys never cared about, you know, teenage suicide when you're calling that faggot long-haired pussy prick boy. So why do you care about it now? You know, that's the thing during this depression, pandemic, oppression, whatever you call it, is that, oh, we, we can't just stop life. People kill themselves that way. It's like, oh, you care about life now. Wow. And you love Christmas? Dude, you're the reason why we're all killing ourselves. So rise up. We got to start a new tradition, man. This is America. America first. America forever better. Yo, we can't keep shopping on Christmas for other people. Fuck them! Other people? That doesn't sound like America to me. That sounds like communism. If you want America as it was when George Washington Jefferson was there, then you say, hey, buddy, I ain't buying you shit. If you want to buy someone a gift, do it any time of the year. On Christmas, don't tell me to buy you a gift, you little bitch. Little bitch. On Christmas, Christmas Day is about me. I'm trying not to shoot my brains out. Christmas is about me. You leave me alone on Christmas. That's all I want for Christmas is you to stay the fuck out of my life. If you protest it against Starbucks, I'm sorry to say, you a little bitch. You pussy. You gas-eating, yes, yes, anal, motherfucker. Pussy. Two balls in your eyes, bitch. Survival of the fittest, motherfucker. This is not a podcast.
This is liable, slander. If you die this 2020, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, you're pussy. Defamation of character. Pussy. This is not a podcast, in the ordinary sense of the word. No, this is a prolonged insult, a gob of spit in the face of art, a kick in the pants to God. Yes, motherfucker, you know what that means? Kick in the pants to God. Hello, Man, destiny, time, beauty, love. What you will. I'm sorry to tell you, you're a pussy. You've got COVID. You've got COVID. Okay, something now called the musical watch. The musical watch. We're going to explore all the music videos recently released. And being yours truly, bootleg radio. Uh, the CCC, there's uh, Kentucky Chucking Charlie. For some reason or another, all these people's music and videos, they're not on public platform, being YouTube or the television. So it's on their private pages all over. So here's a time and a place to showcase it. First on the list is Polly Connor, a gymnastic skateboarder who works in a moving company. You might have seen him in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty playing Ben Stiller's stunt double. Every year, he holds an amazing skate special bash at his warehouse in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, because of the COVID times, you've got COVID. It's just not applicable. You've got COVID. Instead, he decided to film a skate special for Halloween. And I was in town. He said, hey, Charlie, I need a, a song for it. Can you play drums? And in three days, we just figured it out. The first day, we made the song. Second day, we tracked the instruments. Third day, he did some, he made some lyrics and he sang it. Now look out for his lyrics, because they're as skate-tastic as you can get, with such hit lines as, don't flip out, just kick flipping. On Halloween, just bomb some hills until you bash your fucking teeth. Now, who's in this skate video? Let's see the array of dynamic characters. Well, thank you. Let me say you're Paulie Connor today. We'll be Mario. Me, Mario. Is he a rock star, but he's also your skater. And next to Mario is, of course, his lovely lad, Luigi. It'll be Luigi. Luigi will be played by me, Chichari. I bet you're wondering who the skaters are. Our skaters include a penguin, a gorilla, Gumby, a banana, and a witch. Please enjoy 110 Troutman Warehouse Halloween Skate Special. Just 
finally took down the video today. God. What the video? One, the one that people kept call, comment because somebody else fucking commented on it today and made some comment about how everyone in the video was white. And it's the video that I put up as an ad for the dark room on Facebook. I bought a Facebook ad for it. Uh, but Paulie made it, what, like last year, like after like all the Halloween party and all that stuff. So it was like a lot of awesome footage of like going through the space. But the real, it's the one that I was talking about when we were hanging out some Spliffs in Polly's studio that day. Yeah. Where I was like, you got to show brown people in the next video because literally once you notice it, you can't unsee it. Everyone is white in this video. Well, and so people were like commenting on that fact on the video and I finally fucking took it down today. That was the funny thing is that when we were hanging out and you told Polly about that, Polly was like kind of like taking a step back because he didn't even think like that. I didn't he, either until I saw the first comment, and then they just keep coming. <laughs> so, no, this is a funny thing. So, when we made that uh, Halloween party video... Yeah, you put the black guy in the Gumby outfit. <laughs> no, no, that's not so funny. We, me and Polly were, like, the only white people there, and but Paul, everybody else was, like, wearing penguin costumes yeah. and gorilla <laughs> costumes, and so it's like, you can't even tell that they're black or Dominican. Yeah, that was the funniest thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, we're diverse, all right. <laughs> the black dude, <laughs> he's in the banana outfit. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> that that Gumby, G- Gumby is actually Dominican and the penguin is Guatemalan. Pinky <laughs> <laughs> swear. Yeah, man. That was funny. That was not what I was asking for. <laughs> but it was a Halloween video. I know. It's fine. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's wonderful in its own right. And it's great. There's nothing wrong with it. No, the the editor got some bad direction. Because the, yes. editor, the editor made it like a music video. Where really it was yeah. supposed to be a skate video. And then Polly and I just made a song two days, like three days beforehand. And we yeah. included it, but the editor made it into a music video. But it's like, dude, the song sucks. <laughs> like, well, the, yeah, the skating is a cool part. Yeah. So that kind of blew, but oh well. Now let's take it away and congratulate another band, a little Chicano Boyle Heist group called Spaghetti Cumbia. Ladies and gentlemen, spaghetti cumbia for your pleasure. Spaghetti cumbia. Spaghetti taken from the country western spaghetti. My God, like Willie Nelson. And cumbia, the depths of the jungle, the Peruvian ayahuasca, plants of psychedelic orgy, extinction music, a cumbia taken by the Tex-Mex culture. Spaghetti cumbia. And they will play a video, caballitos. I always call people, people, spaghetti cumbia are just Chicano cowboys from the hood of LA. And now you see them in caballitos, on a ranch, dressed up as cowboys, playing with guns! Just kidding, the video's not out in public, this is Bootleg Radio, you can only hear the song now, and eventually I'll have social media up, and you can watch the video there. Until then, caballitos.
Well, the trophy goes to our own Water Tower, formerly known as Water Tower Bucket Boys. Now, they won the music video challenge of this year with an all-star cast including Don Bowles of the Germs on drums, Ron Something, one of the singers from Black Flag singing on it, and produced by Ariel Pink. And then it's a music video contest, not a song contest, but the music video takes it away because some dude, I think his name's Rod, who worked on, uh, he works for like Paramount or something and was on the Terminator. He did something with the Terminator, I don't know, but he makes a spectacular video, all animated sketch on the band and everything. It's really good, so the music video award goes to them. It's theirs. Let's hear it from Anthem. If you like titties, listen to this. COVID times. straight for all the listeners is your name actually melissa or did you legally change it in order to be on the show maybe a little bit of both you know i just wanted to fit in oh 
a little mystery. I like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Are you intrigued? So a lot of people get a little hurt about the idea of Ho Diaries. If you want to be on Ho Diaries, but I get a lot of people getting offended when I call the original Melissa, Melissa number one, Evolve. When I call her a hoe, and she's a self-proclaimed hoe. So I'm a slut, and it's annoying. And that's why I call her a hoe, because that's how she identifies herself. But people still get mad at me and be like, hey, you can't call her a hoe. And I'm like, look, this is how she introduces herself to me. Oh, my God, he should right, tell me. Right. Well, you know what? That's interesting, because I was just on the phone with somebody, and I told him about this interview that I was going to be on. I told him it was called Hoe Diaries, and his reaction was, that's disgusting. I'm a good chicken baby. <laughs> it is disgusting. <laughs> Which I found interesting, too. I'm very, like, go with the flow type of little baby. Well, there's a negative connotation with the word hoe, but there's also a negative connotation with the word pussy, and I'm very determined to take that word back. Going last <laughs> moving too fast, candy paint with the windows all black. <laughs> well, how do you... Okay, Charlie, how do you feel about calling this segment Ho Diaries and therefore allegedly, or assuming everybody that talks on this show identifies as a hoe. The thing about it is it really just started with me talking to her and having like fun conversations with her, and she was all for it. It was just like a bunch of laughter we shared. <laughs> and at the end, I had the, I had the content, and I just said, what do I call it? Melissa's Hoe Diaries. You know, it wasn't like a whole... You... You came up with the title, though. Well, yeah. It's just three words. One of them being a name. So, but did she, prior to you coming up with the title, specifically call herself a hoe? Are you kidding? So I'm a slut. No. <laughs> it's Melissa, of course she did. So I recognize, like, dick moves, and honestly, it kind of infuriates me. And she would be calling me when it's 3 o'clock, like 3 a.m. my time. And I'd be waking up, and she goes, I got a new edition for the whole diary. Yes, that, that Wow, is. she called you, like, right after the fact. Yeah, and tell me about how she was sucking a dude's dick, but then she charged money and shit. <laughs> Damn. So I'm a slut, and it's annoying. And also, like, I have a new client, and it's just like, fuck. What's your client? Do you remember Annie? Andy, my manager, the one I fuck. Andy, the manager, the fat Armenian. Yeah. Is he the thing that was being aggressive on you? And then you charged yeah. him money? Yeah. By the way, he never talked to me about that again. Like, he never... So anyway, he has best friends, like, that we... You know how I told you that he would take me out, like, to the lake or whatever? Yeah. Well, he'd go with his best... I don't know if it's a childhood friend. I feel like it is, though. I told him 600 if um if he wants to take me like, to a trip or whatever. Or, like, to fuck, pretty much. And then he said, he told me, like, that's too pricey. And I'm like, if you want, I'm like, I'm like, I told him, I'm, like, confident about the price. I'm like, due to, like, the circumstances and, like, the things at stake. I'm like, if you like me, you'll keep me, and then we can talk about prices. Yeah, but don't fuck. I can't? Yeah, no, because you got to build up that sexual tension. The thing is, the more horny a guy gets, and the more desperate he is to come, the more money he'll spend. Right, but mind you, he's not like, he can easily get a girl, like, he's not like waiting to come, you know, like, it's about like working like my image and like working like his desire for me. Yeah, but at the same time, if he has that skill and he fucks you, he's not going to pay for it. He already fucked it. He already fucked you. So, no. Yeah. I'm going to tell him to that I only do, like, payments up front. So, if he wants to take me somewhere, he's going to have to pay me and then he can take me. I'm a good chicken baby. I'm very, like, go with the flow type of little baby. Okay, so <laughs> I, I got another chick for the whole diaries on the show just to put some adventurism in and she doesn't like being called a hoe well i felt comfortable with it and now i'm not feeling comfortable with it why not 
because it's winter and like it's in my human fucking feelings to like settle down. Yeah, right during winter you gotta hibernate. Yeah, you're a fucking slut, dude. Also, I have done things in my life in relation to other people that maybe are more openly sexual or courageous or exploratory. But I don't know if that necessarily makes me a hoe because fucking slut, dude. unlike pussy, I still feel like the word hoe has not enough syllables for me to really accept it as something that I want to address myself as. Okay, I got the solution. What? How about you're a curly-haired freak? Wow, that doesn't describe me at all yet. I curly love headed. it. Cur- curly-headed freak. Okay, but... Okay, but my hair is not curly, so are we just we're just lying in this segment well, or it was at one point. No, but it was never is the main point that I'm trying to make. I'm a hoe too. Like, you know, I know what I wanna be, where I wanna go. I wanna get married, I wanna have kids someday. But But what do you think makes you a hoe? Like what makes someone a hoe? Hoe is relative. Like I guess in my household I'm a hoe because I'm the only one who's like dating slash fucking other people. And I live with three other individuals. There's nothing, nothing wrong with being a hoe. I'm just talking about the word itself. The person you're on the phone with was one of your exes. And I can assure you that if the ex, my ex was on the phone with me and she told me she was going to do a hoe diary segment and broadcast it and make it public, I'd be like, yeah, no thanks. Because I don't want to hear that shit about my exes. Well, he definitely was like, are you going to talk about me? I don't want you to talk about me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to talk about you. Well, yeah, no, we won't talk about it at all. What, who's this guy we're not going to talk about? <laughs> I see what you're trying to do, though. I'm not trying to do anything. Okay, Charlie, what are the questions that you ask on this ho- Melissa's Ho Diary segment? Like, do you have now to you're missing the point. <laughs> like... Is all about random conversation? It, I don't know what the fuck it is. All I'm telling you, I had a conversation with a friend. Have you been listening to the show? You know what, Charlie? I'm, I just remember feeling, like, really offended, but also yeah. laughing a lot. And then, like, also really disliking it, but also wanting to listen to it more, but then stopping at half of an episode. And then having a discussion with, like, a lot of my female friends about, like, whether, like, how we felt about it, you know? You know this show is, in fact, designed for women, right? (laughs) Is it designed for women? How do you figure? Okay. This show actually started, let's call her for right now, Evol. Why, hello, audience. My name is Evol. I was a sugar babe, and I had a sugar mama who was my math (laughs) teacher. Great. she gave me an allowance. She gave me rent. She she fixed my car. She bought me a new drum kit. She made me what? pack punches every morning. Your math, she was your math teacher? Yeah, so I didn't and have to... You went to the same high school I went to. No, no, no. This was in uh, a community college. Oh, okay. And so I take the final. You took and the final. <laughs> you fucking took the final, though. You're right. I did. <laughs> if anybody asked, I took the final. You're right. Yeah. So anyway, Yvonne, Melissa, she calls me and she has a boyfriend and she wants to extract money from him. So she wants to fuck because she's a hoe, but she also wants to make a buck. She needs to chasing that bag. Baby, we don't. We're not chasing those nunchucks. We're chasing bags. Right. And she knows that I know how to get money out of sex. Right. Dude. Wow. You so you are her pimp. So what? So is the the moral of the story that you're gonna pimp me out? Like I'm gonna make some money or what? Yeah. The people in my life, which is really funny, like my friends are gonna listen to the show. Okay. So yeah. is that what you define as a hoe then? You slash her is like somebody who has money for has sex for money. Where did she go? That subtle smile with eyes first in it. Where did she go? Those eyes of diamonds draped in linen. And did she know my time was occupied in stages? But can I go 
So you know this whole podcast is about hoes and killers, right? Yeah, I like hoes and, and I like killing, so. So I guess that makes you a killer? That makes me pretty good at both, so. You look kind of nice, though. You could be a hoe. I, at one point in my life, you might have considered me a hoe. <laughs> Actually, I mean, it's good because you're emotionally mute, you say. I am. So we can talk about anything? Whatever you want. You're not afraid to talk about... Were you in Iraq or Afghanistan? Both. You were in both? Both. That was the first one, part of the first, first units into both. We were in Afghanistan right after 9-11, uh, uh, and then came home for six months, and then we were part of the first forces in Iraq also. And you're part of the, 10, the 101st? 101st Airborne Division, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, 187th Infantry Regiment. Uh, shortly after we entered in Iraq, probably within a couple days, we moved, we were in Baghdad. And then pretty much every day until we left Baghdad and went north uh, uh, in, uh, outside of a town called Sinjar, which is northwest of Mosul, um, but yeah, I mean, damn near every day we were in Baghdad, we got shot at. <laughs> Company size element is uh, roughly 120 to 135 troops. You have your infantry and then you have your attachments, your, you have a couple medics, your, your forward observers. Uh, on that particular mission, we had uh, a couple Air Force guys with SATCOM, uh, with satellite communications for air support, stuff like that. Um, we had our battalion commander, and then we also had uh, an embedded guy who actually ended up writing a book on, uh, on our mission and on the first people in Afghanistan and whatnot. Um, but the first time we, we actually sat down and, and got shot at, we jumped off this helicopter after a, a pretty long helicopter ride. We were in the Shaikat Valley in Afghanistan. And we get off, everyone, dismounts out of the uh, CH-47 Chinooks. We're on the ground for maybe a couple minutes and all of a sudden we hear, zoom, zoom, right? And we're like, what the hell is that? We hear these little cracks and all that stuff. And, uh, and I, I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, we're being shot at. Like, oh shit, you know? And, uh, and then we realized where it's coming from, which is this building that was a couple hundred meters out. And, uh, and so then we go into, you know, where our training came from, which is battle mode. And uh, we start moving up towards the uh, position where these, this compound is what it was, uh, where the shots were coming from and move in. And then we killed those bastards. Just fuck them. <laughs> unit or was an air assault unit and uh, so we moved around mainly by helicopter in this particular instance they landed we all run out the back of the uh, the bus size helicopter and then uh, that's it at the time I mean it was right after 9-11 um, you know so it was a different uh, 
you might not remember and, and people younger than you not, might not remember and people maybe even a couple years older than you might not remember, but it was, a, it was a different time. It wasn't like it is now. Everyone actually was like, America, you know? They, like, yeah. Everyone loved America at that point. Now it's like anti-America. But, um, but back then, everyone's like, ah, oh, fucking America, you know? Like, yeah, we're all who cares kids. about terrorists? Fuck them. And so you didn't care. You know, it was the first time since World War II that we were actively attacked. Mm. You know, um, which was a different mentality than they had in Vietnam, where you know you'd come home and everyone hated the troops in Vietnam. But here, because we were actively attacked, everyone had a different mentality. Like, yeah, fuck terrorists. And I mean, Saddam was a bad guy. Yeah, there's no question about it. You know, um, so I mean, did they have anything to do with 9/11? N- maybe under the table. I do. I know. No. Does someone who did the actual research know? Yeah, I'm sure someone knows. Um, directly, no. Funding, probably. You know, but they had other things going on. Um, I mean, you talk to the people that live there, and Saddam was a bad dude. <laughs> he was just a, a bad man. <laughs> okay, so, so it's great about, that you can talk about everything. As I saw you with your wife, who you have a new baby, a new boy. Yep, yep. And something I was wondering, because it was the first time I really saw a woman just like give birth and everything, is it ever kinky or sexy to suck on the titties and get milked? I guess it depends on who you are. I'm, I'm a dirty bastard, so like I don't mind. Like the, the dirtier the better. You drink the milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. absolutely. They're now, right now they're a little sore for her, so like I can't fuck around with her too much. Uh, and we haven't the, gotten the okay from the doctor to really, really get dirty with it. So um, I've been, you know, we've had to just play gentle for now. We're only four weeks out, so. Save the milk for the baby, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that was fun. I did, she did squirt me in the face with it yesterday. Um, <laughs> do you ever have uh, any kind of nervous breakdown shell shock? Shell shock back then, I mean, you go back to World War One, World War Two, even... Vietnam and Korea, and like, there were bombs going off all the time. Mortars, artillery, commonly used. Like, you were hearing explosions all fucking day and all night. It's not how it is now. Um, not even close. I mean, I got mortared for a few hours uh, in Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, it's definitely a lot of booms, but it certainly wasn't anything like they experienced, you know, 60, 80, 100 years ago. Um, as far as it being applied to today, I, we're just getting soft. That's it. I mean, people throughout the years have just gotten softer and softer, you know. And really what the country is and what it stands for um, and, you know, the opportunity, it, it really is the land of opportunity. I mean, if you go abroad, it, anywhere, I mean, I've been to 31 countries and people still come here for opportunity mm. from everywhere, you know. Um, and as much as Americans like to take it for granted, there's lots of opportunity to be had here. Hey! Track.
the city. Hey, I went to see clean people with their penthouses. And I serve them. I serve them now why? Trying to get to the black. I had some new balances on. Cause I know how to get it. Hey, yes, I know what I'm doing. It's probably not the best. Things in my life. Yes, I'm doing something bad, but I'ma change it up soon. This year I got me something planned. We're gonna start a band. Hey, we gonna head across, spreading love and peace. Hey, but I remember my whole life.